the majority leader this morning, I told him nobody on this side would object. A unanimous consent. He could run that bill on the floor right now and send it to the president. So we could protect the Supreme Court. How many times do they have to be threatened? How many people have to be arrested with a gun outside their home? Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Mr. Kevin McCarthy, News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. It is perplexing, is it not? A guy shows up with a gun to kill Kavanaugh at his residence that evening. And then again last night. Last night they were at Coney Barrett's place breaking uh, a federal law. Merrick Garland has arrested no one. Doesn't that sort of mean he's, if you allow, if you see somebody breaking the law or committing a crime and, you know, you don't do anything, isn't, you know, he's the freaking attorney general, man. You know why? Because they want it to happen. They want it to happen. Um, eight minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA. <laughs> Holy crap, I'm tired. So this is, uh, we have some serious stuff to talk about uh, with uh, the school district police chief's interview with the, uh, uh, what was it, uh, the Texas uh, Texas Tribune and uh, the New York Times. Well, the New York Times did their own piece, right? Right. With he body cam footage. He interviewed footage. with the Texas Tribune. Right. And the New York Times got access to the body cam footage. Right. So we'll, uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, inflation is up now, what, 8.6%? Uh, as And this just happened. We just found out about this a couple of hours ago, right? 8.6%. Yeah. So crap's going to cost even more. Um, I'm, you know, n- n- this thing last night. The just to get this out of the way, the January sixth thing. I was gonna, I really was gonna watch it. I was gonna be a good little talk show host and take one for the teams. I know, you know that uh, Trey had already said he wasn't gonna watch it. Right. And I didn't watch it. I I wrote a poem instead. Well, good for you. At I least, wrote a poem. At least you were. Uh... Were productive. In the I time. was productive when I yeah. I sat in my car and wrote a poem. Well, there. I've written twenty one, twenty two new poems in the past two weeks. Right. I don't think that we heard anything we didn't already know. That's what um, I'm hearing. And and what I read is that they started it off. First off, this is you're paying for this. This is your your tax yeah. dollars are paying for this crap. Right. And they did it in prime time, and apparently they started it off uh, with uh. uh audio of a fox news interview with donald trump remember he had a rally he had a rally in front of the capitol where that was peaceful there was, I mean, nobody did anything and he and uh, he's talking in this interview about how peaceful the rally was there's a lot of love there but they apparently dubbed that audio over video of people busting into the capitol and blah 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 and say like, well you know so i i decided i just wasn't interested well, at the end of the day, when all of this is said and done, from what I can see, and I'm no expert on any of this, but from what I can tell, two things. It's not re- anybody whose mind is already made up, it's not going to change their mind. No. Second of all, no one's going to jail. No. No one's going to jail. The whole purpose of this is to, keep, to, is, right. is, is to keep a certain someone from running for president in two years. Absolutely. That's really, if they can find a way to block him from doing that. That's, that's absolutely that's what it's really about. really what it's all about. No one's, no one's going, and you know, perhaps pe- people should go to jail for some of this, but no one's going to jail for, for any of this. No, but th- none, this none is, of the major players in any of this are going to go to jail. It, it, we're, we're a few months away from November. Yeah. This is about the election. 
it's really all there is. They don't want. We're paying now five bucks a gallon of gas. I, I submit to you, it's going to be up to seven in a and, couple of weeks. And and since they can no longer impeach him, right? This is this is what the well, we're coming up with. And I'm not and I'm not laying guilt or blame on anybody in one way or the other. I, well, no, and, of course and not. What I'm saying is, it's a giant waste of time. It is because it, it's like I said, no one's mind is going to be changed. If you're if you're in love with Trump, this is not going to change your mind. In fact, it may make you love him even more. <laughs> I don't know. And if you hate him, you're going to hate him even more. Right. It's not going to change anybody's Absol- mind. Absolutely, you're absolutely right. And no one's going to jail. And no one's going to jail, and and essentially the people who produce this thing and put it out there, and the committee members itself, I will say this: they are terrified of Trump. They're they're terrified that he may run again, and, and or they're also ter- they're they're you know he, they he worries them about who he may, whose shoulder he may touch as far as the candidate to run, like if he right. endorses DeSantis or whatever. So this was it was all about it was just an anti-Trump thing. And riding my poem in my stinky car was just more important. <laughs> <laughs> the only people who are really loving this are, are those who feel passionately one way or the other. And, of course, the TV networks well, who are enjoying huge ratings from this as it aired last Did night. they get big ratings? Oh, everybody, A lot of people were, were tuning in. because you know It was people, on every network. Yeah, right? so, you know, they're all... And, of course, you know, whatever side you align with, that's the network you're tuning into because you want to hear what's going to be said afterwards from the people who sit there with nothing else to do. But, just but do talk. we know? I mean, do we actually know the ratings were big? or do Because I'm kind of curious as to what they actually were. I th- I don't think when you, when you gather them all up, yes. Well, see, but that's, any one network in particular probably didn't do any better. See, than that's the why they did it yeah. that way. They want more people to. Because in. then you can claim, you know, right. all these people watch this piece of crap. But when you isolate the individual channels, I bet it's not much. I don't know. I I, I think again, people are more it? concerned about you know having enough gas to get to work. I really do. Yeah, I am because it's, <laughs> well, you know what's what is impacting you right now? Gas. Yeah, there you go. Cost of living, food, yeah. groceries. You know, I we we do all right on the radio, okay, but we ain't on the TV. <laughs> right. You know, so I'm saying that you know I'm. I'm an ordinary schmuck, man. You'll see me at the Dollar Tree. Uh, uh, that's where I tend to run into people more than any other place, or the H-E-B. And stuff be getting high, man, and not in a fun way. 210-599-5555. Not in the Snoop Dogg way. Nope, no, certainly not. A news Talk 550 KTSA. I'm going to, uh, we'll go to the phones here. We'll, we'll talk about uh, Police Chief Pete Arradondo uh, and, and his interview and uh, some of the things some of the things that we now know about what happened in Uvalde. And uh, and then later on, apparently the new Jurassic Park movie really sucks. I, I'm just, I'm hearing just, I was kind of looking forward to that one. And all I'm hearing is that it sucks really, really bad. Rolling Stone, I don't place much value on them, but Rolling Stone called it an extinction-level event. In, in other words, it kills, the, the franchise is definitely over with. You know, I know those are good. Some of those movies are pretty good. I mean, not all of them. Right. The first one, I, I enjoyed the first one. The first one. one's great. Yeah. I didn't it, really it, like any of the others. What was the, uh, the one with uh, William H. Macy? Oh, uh, with the that, pterodactyls, was I Was that three? I, I was think it was. Was the third one? I thought that was kind of funny. That wasn't bad, yeah. Yeah. And, the, and the Leone. Yeah, the last couple, you know, I, I, it got to the point, it's like, you know, we can CGI a dinosaur onto anything. <laughs> People will come to see the first one with Chris Pratt wasn't bad. All right. Uh, there was one with Jeff Goldblum that 
I just thought was depressing as hell. I, I can't remember which one that was, but it was just a very because de- people just got chewed up left and right in really horrible ways, and it was just really yeah. depressing. Well, the first one was Jeff Goldblum. Well, yeah, but he was he in might, another. You're one. talking about the first one Chris Pratt made. No, no, no. Jeff Goldblum made another one okay. that he was in. The later um, Goldblum. Yeah, the first, yeah. the first first one with good, oh Jeff yeah, Goldblum. but that, that that's a great one. flick. Yeah. But there was another one because I remember watching it when I was I was kind of sick. It was that well, it was Easter weekend. I was really sick, and it just depressed. It was just depressing because it was just you know. Well, it's probably because you could tell that they only brought him on trying to get that original audience back. Yeah, it right. just it really sucked. Yeah, he brought a certain edge to it that um, you know would have been just a, another movie. <laughs> you know, aside from the dinosaurs, uh, Goldblum you know, made the film for me in the first one. He he did, even though yeah. even though he always talks the same in. <laughs> Every movie it sucked, and well, <laughs> there you are. Yeah. What can I say? The the movie it it sucked. That's what people said. It sucked. It sucked. So I keep talking this way because I'm Jeff Goldblum, and I've been talking this way for forty years. Anyway, ever since Ten Speed and Brown Shoe. <laughs> you remember that show? Yeah. Ben Vereen and that's <laughs> Ben Vereen. Ten Speed and Brown Shoe. That was my first TV show. He's one of those people like Christopher Walken only can play himself. Right. He can only play himself. That's true. He was in Buckaroo Banzai, my favorite movie. Remember The Fly? He did that remake of The Fly? With Buzz. Uh, Buzz. Buzz. Oh, even uh, Buzz. Uh, <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. Remember oh, right, of- right, 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 right. <laughs> even in the damn apartment commercials. I could help you find an apartment. <laughs> because I'm, I'm Jeff Goldblum. All right, two God. Well, we got to have a little few laughs before we get into yeah, the depressing right. stuff here. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on Newstalk five fifty KTSa. Hey, this is Scott Robbins of Markley Van Camp and Robbins, celebrating one hundred years of service on Newstalk five fifty KTSa and FM one zero seven one. And we're back twenty three minutes after nine on Newstalk five fifty KTSa. All right, let's talk about the serious stuff here. Uh, between the New York Times and the Texas Tribune, we've learned some more stuff about how things went down at Uvalde, at Robb Elementary School. Uh, we have uh, an interview with School District Police Chief Pete Arredondo in the Texas Tribune, and uh, the New York Times did their own investigation. They got a hold of the uh, the body cam footage from the police, and it's you know frankly some disturbing stuff. Um, so I'm just going to go through. You know, kind of what the ba- the basic stuff that we know at this point, based upon these two articles. Uh, first off, he, he, he the chief didn't believe that he was the guy in charge, although he later changed that. Um, we now know because the killer was uh, was in the school for about ninety minutes. A couple of uh, cops had gone in first and got shot. Uh. The chief uh, and his police waited for keys to get in, get into one of the doors. They waited for 40 minutes to get these keys. They also requested uh, body armor and a sniper and a negotiator. Um, he did get the keys eventually, and he, there was a big ring of keys, and I guess he kept trying them all and trying them all and trying them all, and none of them worked. And, uh, you know, around, uh, let's see if it's 1130, got in there. So around 1 o'clock, 
after about 90 minutes, uh, these uh, Border Patrol guys came in, got inside the room, and killed the guy. Um, he, uh, the chief did not have his radio with him, didn't take his radio, so he didn't, he didn't know about the 911 calls from the kids inside, uh, and the teachers inside the school. Uh, he, uh, didn't have his radio with him because, uh, the two reasons he gave between the articles, first he felt it would, uh, mark his location with the noise of the radio, and, uh, and secondly, that he felt he needed his hands free, uh, in, ca- in case he had to fire his weapon. We've also learned that they had, you know, a lot of weapons. They they not only had their their service pieces, their semi-automatic handguns, but they also had their nine millimeters or whatever it is they carry. They also had long barrels. They had some uh, ARs. About twenty cops altogether initially. Uh, the chief is not the chief anymore. He's obviously he's on the city council. He does have a lawyer. His lawyer offered up a statement. Um. As far as some of the things being reported, being heard on the body cam footage, uh, is uh, the chief at one point saying, you know, they're going to say we waited too long. Uh, there were other cops who you can hear them say, you know, we need to get in there. We need to get in there. And for me, that's kind of the damning point right there, especially when you when you're in that situation. And I don't know this guy. I, I don't I I don't know him at all. I'm I'm you know this is all just some doofus on the radio, you know, espousing my opinions about stuff. Uh, the part that got me is the fact that that's in his head at that moment. While because they're hearing this, right? They're hearing these kids get shot. They're hearing their screams. And in his mind, is how is he going to be perceived in this? They're going to say we wait waited too long. Well, y- you did, man. <laughs> I had not know how else to put it. I mean, yeah, you kind of did. Well, he's already, I guess we could say, reenacting the the press conference that he's anticipating. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really that really got me when he I heard him say that. And the other thing is, and, and Trey was talking about this quite a bit on Where in Rima and, and five of the KTSA Morning News. Uh, and if you're trying to get through on the phone, just hang tight. If I don't get any calls at, at this segment, we'll, we'll definitely go to the phones. You know, when we come back. Um, they, they were waiting for keys. Um, as I understand it, you know, there were two doors, right? I mean, there was one door that this guy got in. And we have some of the kids who survived saying, you know, these doors have these kind of long vertical windows, you know, that they saw him in the window and he shot the window out. Right, Chris? And then he pointed the gun down at the lock and because the teacher had locked the door and he shot the lock. And that's how he got in the room. Now, I don't know if that was the connecting door because these, these all these classrooms had connecting doors or if that was the primary door. But there was an open door because that's how he got in. So they're waiting outside of the other door that's locked. And they had to have known, I'm not laughing, they had to have known the other door was had already been busted into because that's how he got in. There's just a lot of questions, but, you know, if what we're hearing from the chief himself and from the body cam footage alone it's really disturbing 
Yeah, that's a long damn time to sit there and let that guy. And, and apparently, and, and I, I, I hate having this in my mind. But apparently this guy, you know, took his time and was tormenting these kids and saying, you're going to die, and he's got he's playing some kind of weird music. And there are 20 cops out there, and they're hearing that stuff. My God. You know, I mean, the Border Patrol guys got in. <laughs> you know, however they did it, they got in. Took care of it. I think Trace said they shot him in the head. So uh, a lot of people have a lot of questions, and a lot of people are pissed off, and I, I'm sorry at this point, rightfully so. Uh, what are you thinking? Uh, we will take a break, and then uh, we'll come back and go directly to the phones. 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Yeah, News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Talking about some of the things we've learned about the actions uh, and choices of the school district police chief, Pete Arredondo, who uh, waited for some keys to get into this door for about 40 minutes. I think it's kind of a big takeaway. Um, what do you think? Uh, 210-599-5555. Here's Ruben. Ruben, what are you thinking? Yeah, I don't think they uh, reacted quick enough, but the question that nobody's asking is, why was that door left open? I mean, that teacher probably shouldn't have gone out that door. They had to prop it open because it's supposed to stay locked at all times. I mean, uh, so that's what started the whole thing. Yeah, so but I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm more concerned. I'm more concerned about because the current thing we're talking about is what the, they did while they were in there, and this this classroom apparently had two doors. All right, one of them this guy got through by shooting out the lock and they were waiting outside the other one for these keys that took 40 minutes to show up and i just it's it's a little perplexing to say the least i i i agree with you 100 percent. but you know nobody knows unless they were there and I, I, right. everybody's got their little versions of it sure and i and i i feel sorry for the whole town i've got a place out there in uvalde and, yeah. and i know a few people out there no one that was involved Right, but yeah, it's it's a sad thing, and and absolutely, uh, I just, but it, it's just again, none of this probably would have started if the teacher hadn't propped open that door, which probably shouldn't have in the first place. Right, right. All right. Well, all right. I appreciate the call, man. You know, I, I we, there's a lot we still don't know about that. We do know that two other people got in, though, right, to the school. We know the one, the one lady got in and got her kids out. So she got into a door somehow. We we know this guy that was across the street uh, was able to get in uh, with a shotgun and get 20 kids out. There's still a lot of unanswered questions. Esteban wants to say something about these uh, bullcrap January 6th hearings from last night. Esteban, how you doing? All right. Actually, what I heard about the speed, the chief is he should be Chief Barney Fife. Uh, <laughs> I mean... There's, I have a neighbor who we completely disagree on Trump and the whole nine yards, and we both wonder why the schools were not on lockdown the second, you know, 12 freaking minutes. You can get the schools on lockdown during that time, the 911 call. Right. Chief Five, and, yeah, about these hearings, uh, I've had my fill of hypocrisy with the justices, 
the whole BLM riots, and don't talk about insurrection when 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 you have what Schumer said after the after the leak came out. Don't talk about insurrection when you got these big crowds in front of these justices' houses. In violation of federal law, by the way. Yeah, and so it almost seems that the Biden administration is trying to make me proud that my maternal ancestors were on Santa and the side. <laughs> right. I got to go, Esteban. Thank you for the call, man. Uh, let's see. Ben, how you doing? Ben, how you doing, man? Good. What are you thinking? Good. Well, you keep saying the Uvalde police and uh, the school. There was five different agencies that got to that scene about the same time. So you got the Uvalde School, the Uvalde PD, Uvalde Sheriff's Department, the Border Patrol, and DPS. Well, the Border Patrol didn't get there until later on. No, no, no. I was in in Uvalde when it happened. There's agents all over this place. There was Border Patrol agents there. There was DPS there. There were Uvalde PD, Uvalde Sheriff's Department, and Uvalde School. They were all there. They waited for the tactical team, but Border Patrol was there the same time everybody else was there. So what do you? I mean, so what's your point? I mean, what do you? What do you? What are you saying? Well, you then? keep blaming just you, Valdi. I'm not blaming anything. I'm just telling you what's being reported right now. Well, I'm telling you, I was here, so I know. Okay. There, there, was, there was a lot of officers there, and somebody gave them a stand down order. But it's not just on. Everybody was there. All right. That's all I got to say. All right, man. Appreciate it. I mean, like I said, I'm just talking about the new information we have about the. But I'm I'm sorry, you're, you're from Uvalde, and my heart goes out to you. We're just discussing these two articles that we now know. Uh, with one interview with the police chief, the school district police chief, and then we have uh, the New York Times piece with the body cams uh, and the information we gleaned from that. that. That's all we're talking about because that's all the new information we have. <laughs> we get new information. We talk about that. Well, instead of one agency just standing around, it was multiple agencies. Well, yeah, I don't. Around. That almost makes it worse, so you know. So hair, I, hair effectively split. Right, right. So you know, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Here's Al, one more. Alberto, how you doing, man? Very good. What I wanted to say was, I just hope that the federal investigation is the one that takes precedence because a lot of people are in doubt of what DPS is doing and what occurred. In the first few days, it kept changing information. Right. So I think there's going to be a lot of too much gray area, too much question. I think Governor Abbott and, and DPS McGraw should say, you know what? We're going to let the feds investigate this. They're a neutral party and let them tell us what actually happened, you know? Right. I think it's very important for the parents and the community to know exactly what happened. And, oh, absolutely. You know, it, 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 what happened is a, is a tragedy. I'm not going to say that it wasn't. But all these agencies that were there, you know, I'm sure there were officers that were debating, hey, let's do it, let's do it. And for whatever reason, they were they were held back. I don't know anything about that. Well, you, you I, can hear, I, I apparently you can hear on the, on the, from the New York Times reporting, you can hear one of the officers saying, we need to get in there, we need to get in there. Um, yeah. So and, 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 and they should have, you know. And yeah. You don't need to wait for keys because we're, we're, we're taught both in the military and in, in law enforcement. You know, you're going to have to breach. You know, you're taught how to breach a door. Right. I mean, if that guy did it, an 18-year-old kid has no training, he did it, well, what makes you think you're not going to do it? You right. know what I mean? Right. But, but somebody kept them back. And then the last thing I wanted to say was, 
I don't think it's right that the, the chief right now has 24-hour police protection outside his home. You know, the children didn't have that. No, and I'm that's not true. trying to put him in a, in, a, in a difficult situation, you know, or risk, risk himself. But I think, you know, everybody in Uvalde right now, if you have an issue, you have to wait, call the police, and they have to show up. Right. You know? And I think this guy should be treated the same way. He should right. be treated the same as, as well, the children were, as the way as, as the, the community is, you yeah. know? I got to run, man. I'm just. I appreciate your call, man. I'm just out of time. Thank you so much. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on Newstalk five fifty KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. Newstalk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. Burt, Newstalk five fifty KTSA. I love rock and roll. I'm tired. I'm sorry, guys. I say, no, you don't. <laughs> I like country music like a decent American, you communist. Um, Long-haired, black T-shirt wearing, pot-smoking ruffian. is like, you is. <laughs> He's a ruffian. Where the hell did you come from, boy? Anyway, um. <laughs> Actually, I had a station owner call me that one time. What? The pot-smoking ruffian. You pot-smoking ruffian. I just looked at him like, you don't pay me enough to be a pot-smoking ruffian. <laughs> My first program director said something similar to me, but I can't say it on the air. Right. I had, you know, I had two people early in my career. That was one of the first owners I worked mm-hmm. for said that. And then probably about a year and a half later, I got called into a GM's office. Uh-oh. His name was Jerry. And Jerry says, dear Don, uh, do you do you smoke the pot? <laughs> do you smoke the pot? Yeah. And I'm like, Jerry, you don't pay me enough. <laughs> First radio station I worked at, I had a, a colleague who ended up becoming my mentor who, you know, would step out back by the uh, engineering room and smoke his, his weed. Yeah. And the GM, because it's a small, you know, this is 100 years ago, and it was a small, privately owned radio station, small town radio station. Uh, he was my old buddy Bob, and I remember uh, th- there were some seeds on, on the board. <laughs> well, I mean, you had an ashtray. Well, I had an ashtray right there on the. Yeah. But somebody had left some. It was one of the weekend guys had left some pot seeds mm-hmm. on the board, and Jim immediately assumed because Bob was kind of the, the station pot smoker. Right. And uh, Jim Hammond was his name. He goes by. You know, Bob, I found some seeds on the board. Are, are those yours? And Bob looked at him without batting an eye and said. No, I clean mine too well. <laughs> Which he did. I mean, his weed was like you know, it's like it was like powder. It was so yeah. well clean. He's like, no, I don't eat. I don't have any seeds. Yeah, we all had that guy though. Hmm. You know, the old fellow who was left over. I mean, he probably fell off the Grateful Dead tour bus at some time. <laughs> and just started up a career in radio in that town. Been there ever since. Right. You know, he's the guy that goes in the. You know the room where the transmitter is? Because there's like a big ventilation fan. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, there's that guy back there all the time. Those were the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was the, the last chapter of sort of the whole WKRP era of radio, you know, yeah. before everything went corporate and weird. Yeah, those guys were Not great. that there's anything wrong with corporations. I love Alpha Media. I'm just saying... <laughs> Those right. real privately owned stations, small yeah. town. Those those old guys were great, though. Oh, the I old always, guys? I tell my kids about that. 
And I was like, yeah, these are the men who raised me, basically. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, Bob taught me everything. Yeah. Right? yeah. I come walking in. I'm 16 years old. Yeah, it was over. <laughs> this guy had a, pipe, a pot pipe he called a Bud Buster that was made out of a, the top, the, a speaker cable. You know how the speaker had these the metal plugs? <laughs> yes. Somehow Bob found a way. <laughs> Somehow. To pull the speaker top off and put a screen at each end, and he found off a curtain rod something that would screw into the one end, mm-hmm. and he could stuff it full of weed, and he would carry it in his pocket. Right. You'd just see him like, you just pull it out, and you wouldn't even see it. It'd be in his fist. <laughs> That's my Bud Buster show. <laughs> he talked like this. Oh, Bob. He made. He used to make pot pipes out of Folgers jars. He oh, would man. make a pot pie, like a bong, out of a Folger jar. <laughs> Best part of waking up. He never bought one. He always just made them. It was old Bob, man. Oh, man. Holy crap. Um, two, uh, two, oh, yeah, we're still on the air, aren't we? <laughs> Oops. Um, that was a long time ago, man. So long ago. Yeah. Um, we do have a, a strange creature uh, appearing at the Amarillo Zoo in the uh, dark morning hours, to quote uh, my essay. And it was that guy, Bob, you were just telling <laughs> us the ghost of old Bob. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about the unidentified Amarillo. Old Bob, we used to call him Obi-Wan, but it was O the letter O dot B dot one oh. J-U-A-N. He was Obi-Wan. Made sense. He wasn't Mexican, but we called him Obi-Wan. I don't know why. <laughs> the Bud Buster. <laughs> I used to have one. He made me one, but I don't know what's happening. That was years ago. I think my ex-wife got it. All right. Uh, we'll be back in a few minutes. She got everything! We'll be back in a few minutes on News Talk 550 KTSA. The 29-year police veteran told the Texas Tribune that he was waiting in the hallway with other officers for someone to bring a key to unlock the heavy steel door to the classroom where a gunman had opened fire on students and teachers. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Hour number two. I'm Sean and, uh, yeah, talking about, uh, Uvalde, 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 sorry, uh, quite a bit today. Based upon this Texas Tribune interview with, uh, school district police chief, former school district police chief Pete Arredondo and also the New York Times piece. Uh, which, uh, is mostly, uh, looking at the, uh, uh the, the body cam footage uh, from inside the school from the cops. And you know it's uh it's uh it's some disturbing stuff, and you know we've we've had a few people uh say that uh you know that there were, we had a guy call us that he was there and and uh you know there was uh the the border patrol guys were already there and you know i i it's hard to, i don't, i don't know well i'm I'm focusing on these two articles today because this is the new information that we have from the mouth of the school district police, I'm not indicting anyone, I'm not saying anything I'm just saying it does seem a little odd. That uh, they waited 40 minutes for keys while they were hearing this stuff going on. I mean, <clears throat> that's that's fair, yeah, don't you think? To say, well, wait a minute, okay, we st- I mean, yeah, we we need to get to the bottom of this, and there's a lot of unanswered questions, certainly. 
but uh, it's a little strange that uh, uh, when you you already had obviously one open door into that classroom because that's how he got in. Now maybe they were trying to get in through the other door because they didn't want to. If he shot out the glass, which is what we're hearing from some of the kids that survived, I guess they figured you know he'd just shoot through the glass. I don't know. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Here's Charles. Charles, what are you thinking? Man, that guy from Uvalde, I don't know, you know, because then that man went in with the shotgun, saved his own kid or 20 kids. Right. Not. You know, I, I I don't know what that meant. You know, if you really want to point fingers, you know, you had the mortician that got shot at. And I, I can't believe that supposedly everybody in Texas has guns. If they saw that he was walking towards the school and he was going to go over the fence, they should have took a pop shot at his ass, you know, while he was going, you know, right I, there. But right. I, I'm just going to say this, and I'm going to keep it clean. The, those officers, or Peter Adodo, uh, did he resign? Because you keep saying former. He, he, he joined the city council. He, he got elected no, to, no, to no. the city well, council. He got elected as an elected official, but you don't have to resign your commission. Oh, okay. I'm going to say well, I'm going to I'm going to say a name out to you all. Y'all, if you can get a lane to get this man on the phone, his name is Kim Vickers. He is the director of the Texas uh, uh, TCLO, which is basically the Texas law enforcement agency that oversees the regulation and licensure of all the officers and to see why he won't take his credentials away. Because if he, even if he does resign, he can still hold on to his credentials. And I'm just going to say this. I hate to sound like a broken record. I'm not a police officer, but I went through the training. I had to drop out in the last traffic court, uh, this traffic law. You signed that document. It states that you're willing to give your life and whoever was responsible for this over there in Uvalde, they're a disgrace because they did not go through with what they signed at the beginning of when any law enforcement agency that you joined, you signed that document with right. your family in agreement. Right. Well, anyway, sir, thank you for your time. You have a great day. You too, right? man. I appreciate the call. Thank you, sir. Uh, let's take one more call. Here's uh, Chris. Chris, how you doing? Hey, pretty good. How are you doing, Sean? First time caller. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, thanks for listening and thanks for calling. Yes, sir. Uh, no, I just wanted to kind of give my, I guess, my 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 opinion, my personal opinion. Sure. I've been a law enforcement officer or former mm. law enforcement officer for about 21 years. And, you know, there, there there's a, a thing that we call, you know, B, like a bumblebee, right? You you breach, you you engage the target, and you eliminate right. uh, to, to save life and limb. Uh, I mean, we, we can make assumptions and things like this with respect to the investigation, but, you know, the thing is, is that you're going to do everything, everything possible to breach and look for those breaching points uh, to, to, to gain entry, uh, no matter what. Uh, I, I went to, to work every single day, uh, you know, not knowing if I was coming back, mm. uh, you know, the, the following day, and, but I, I, I protected and I, and I served my community uh, as I was sworn to do. Uh, but... So do you think this is uh this is kind of uh, yes, a little you know odd that uh and first off thank you for your service in law enforcement but it's yep, kind of an odd decision for them to hang outside like that Very odd. Yeah. Uh I I never I I, I trained with a tactical unit tac unit uh I'm not going to say what agency right. at this time but uh but uh we did train. We did train for that and 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 uh they assemble is like whoever is there on scene uh, you know, with, with respect to the jurisdiction, takes command. However, on the other side is if <clears throat> there is no ju- judge or jury in this entire world that I would think would convict me for saying, you know, uh, I'm going to go in no matter what you say. You're telling me right. you're asking me to stand down. 
I'm, I'm going to be insubordinate and I'm going to go and do what's right for these children or for whoever it is at that at that point. Right. Uh, and a lot of individuals have been mentioning about the open door and how you got in. Well, we, we want to talk about the the present situation on hand, which is an active shooter uh, that 100 percent was an active shooter and they should have engaged uh, immediately. Yeah. Yeah, I, well, I think a lot of people are in agreement with you. It's, it seems like a strange thing to, especially when you know they're hearing what's going on, because apparently he didn't, you know, just do all this in the first few minutes. He he took his time. Uh, so, hey, I, yes, thank yes, sir. thank you so much for the call, Chris. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. All right, man. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Well, you know, we do have several investigations going on, so we, at some point we'll hopefully know as much as we can possibly know as far as why these decisions were made. Um, in other words, I, I don't, I don't think you're being a jerk or being out of line by wondering why they waited for forty minutes for for some keys. Okay, this this psychopath was in that building for an hour and a half. And that that is different. You don't you rarely see that, right? These kinds of things, so horrible as they may be, usually are over in just a few minutes. Either the shooter is killed, or the shooter kills himself. For something like this to go on for you know ninety minutes, that's you, you're not. In other words, you're not being a judgmental or prejudgmental jerk by saying, "Well, why is that?" <laughs> you know, we we'd like to know. I mean, if it was one of my kids in that in that school, I'd sure as hell want to know. Uh, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I just saw just a light in the load here. I just saw a really funny Babylon B story. I love Babylon B. I posted it on my Facebook page. If you're on there, and my page is public anyway. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Chris, have you, have you seen it? In honor of Pride Month, Chick-fil-A waffle fries will be seasoned with salt from Lot's wife. <laughs> Chick-fil-A has finally come around to celebrating Pride Month this year. The fast food company has announced that throughout June, all waffle fries will be covered in salt from Lot's wife. Good luck getting that lot salt on Sunday, though. Other companies go in for rainbow, flag, rainbow flags and squeezing in pride everywhere they can, but we wanted our celebration of Pride Month to be a bit more biblical, said Dan Cathy at a recent press release. Now with every delicious, <laughs> now with every delicious, perfectly seasoned bite of waffle fry, customers will be reminded how God celebrates pride. Wow, that is salty, man. <laughs> I needed this reminder to flee from sexual sin, said Chick-fil-A uh, patron uh, Brenda Loveless. I don't want to end up as a pillar of salt just like Lot's wife. <laughs> <laughs> you can have your waffle fries and eat it, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> that is, that is the funniest damn that thing. That is funny as crap. Man. Oh my god! Ooh, that's got to be a fun job. <laughs> Just keep looking at the headline. <laughs> Waffle fries. <laughs> you know, 
from a from a comedic perspective, that is brilliant. It is, it is brilliant. Lost wife was turned into a pillar of salt. <laughs> She's eating the fries. <laughs> They're salting the fries with salt. Oh, At the very end. Uh, oh, oh, at publishing time, Dan Cathy also announced that, <laughs> that if you tell any employee the secret phrase, I take kids to drag shows, they will celebrate by tr- by tying a millstone to your neck and tossing you into the ocean. <laughs> and they'll probably say, my pleasure, as they're doing my pleasure. <laughs> Have a blessed swim. And then they, they oh. find it, but at the very end. To celebrate Pride Month, Mattel has released its first ever pregnant man doll, Pregnant Ken. <laughs> you can have all sorts of fun with the clearly male Ken doll and his pregnant belly. <laughs> God, they're funny, aren't they? They are. Just freaking brilliant. Some of the stuff they call, I don't even... Well, I, what's even funnier is when you when you post one, a Babylon B story, and you always get at least one person that thinks, thinks it's real. Right, yeah. I think that's disgusting. That and the onion. And the onion, right. One of those, too. If you post anything from me, either. <laughs> Lot's wife. <laughs> uh, but like Chris said, yeah, try getting uh, waffle fries seasoned with salt from Lot's wife on a Sunday. <laughs> right, Chris? Ron. All right, uh, 210-599-5555. Sell any books? Anyway, I'm sorry. I think I sold more books at the book fest than they did. Oh, I sold God. one. Oh, I gave one away. Right. All right, uh, 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. This is Sherry Preston from ABC News. Congratulations to KTSA on 100 years of service to San Antonio and South Texas. Yeah, we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 107.1. How are you? Phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Let's see what David thinks. David, how you doing? Yes, sir. How you doing? How y'all guys doing this morning? Not too bad. I'm glad it's Friday, man. My ass is tired. <laughs> same here. Same here. Ready for the weekend. Yep. What are you thinking? Now, I, I just kind of wanted to, to, of course, reiterate the whole lack of, of engagement, if you will, by the the uh, forces down in Uvalde. Um, you know, we talked to a lot of people, and, and they say, well, it was the lack of have procedures they had, lack of training. Well, there's more than one way to skin a cat. You have a, you have a problem. It's just basic problem solving, I would think. Um, now, you re- say you replace the active shooter with somebody with a machete in a classroom. Let's just say, I don't know, chopping heads, right? Are you going to just allow that to continue? Let them finish chopping heads because we can't get into the room. Right. It's like, no way, you know? Um, I even dumb it down to, to there's a, a monster in the room eating kids. What are you going to do? Well, now we need training for that. Hell. Screw, tra- screw training. Well, and they, but these give me police. Five, give me five parents that want to go in. Let's right. Go, let's go stop this threat. Right. Come on. And they had all, apparently they had just gone through this this kind of active shooter training. Well, so yeah. you know that kind of so even makes it's it almost a blessing and a curse. You know, it's it's okay, it's great to have the training. Right. But then when you don't, or I guess it does. The situation arises where. Uh, you, you have the lack of training, so you hide behind that. Well, we're not, we're not equipped for that. Oh, right. Okay. Well, I'm not sure. So yeah, it's just I don't there's know. My all, opinion is basically common sense. There's a there's lot of questions. Eating children. Let's let's stop this monster. Yeah, a lot of questions. I I, pre- I appreciate the call, man. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yep. Bye bye. Um, 
And then we have this uh, this uh, really uh, weird. Eesh, just saw a really gross thing on Facebook about giraffes. Uh, maybe later. Um, I'm sorry, I just got I just got distracted there. Male giraffes will headbutt females in the bladder until they pee. This is according to IFL Science. Then they drink the urine. Tasting it to determine whether the female is ovulating. Oh, God. And there's pictures. Ugh. Never seen a peeing giraffe before, but I have now. You ever seen a giraffe throw up? No. It takes forever. <laughs> I walked right into that one, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I walked right into that one. Why couldn't I see that one coming? It takes forever. That's the mating call, right? One a neck? Nah, it wasn't as funny as what you said. I'm looking, I'm still looking at a giraffe peeing. What the? Speaking of animals, uh, yeah, there was a, uh, at at the uh, Amarillo Zoo, they have you know, night vision security camera footage. Don Morgan, he's like, he can't believe, his head is turning red. He can barely breathe. Oh, you guys are killing me in here. Mystery creature seen walking upright near Texas Zoo. It was a Beto voter. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) City officials are asking for help. And I'm looking at the, have you seen? It looks like a... He looks like a chupacabra. Did I say that correctly? A chupacabra. It looks like El Cucuy. El Cucuy is in Amarillo. He wants to eat your soul. I don't know. It looks like a, kind of an upright fox. I don't know. <laughs> an upright fox. And not the fun kind. No, I mean, it's... A... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Trey says it's a little dude in a costume. You know, I could be. But he's got weird legs, man. They're calling it an unidentifiable Amarillo object. <laughs> a UAO. <laughs> and they have the city of Amarillo has asked people to offer their theories on what it might be. Uh, some people are saying it's a chupacabra. I think it's El Kukui. <laughs> you don't believe in El Kukui. Oh. He's going to eat your soul. <laughs> so it's... <laughs> I'm tired, man. What do you think it is? I don't know, man. You've been looking at the picture for a while. It looks The legs are a little weird for it to be a person, so I, I don't know. Maybe it's just a fox that learned how to walk upright, you know? <laughs> Look at me! Look at me! I, I don't know. It's just this kid. It's, it's kind of weird looking. It looks like a dog, but it looks like a dog walking upright. Mm-hmm. Well, it wouldn't be a fox. It'd be a wax. <laughs> <laughs> See how you are. <laughs> you mock El Kukui. <laughs> He's going to eat your soul too, Chris. El Kukui will eat your soul like so much fajita meat. Sleep with one eye open. He suck your soul out your ear. 
Like menudo. <laughs> El cocuy come for you, arm. <laughs> you laugh, but what if it is El Kukui, right? It's not. You know, man. All things are possible. I believe in some weird crap. You know, why, why not? Why not? You know? <laughs> I'd have to show my wife, my, my sweet wife, does it look like El Kukui to you? Because I know you've seen El Kukui in your nightmares. No, Mr. John, it looks like a midget in a suit. Don't say midget, it's bad. <laughs> little person. It's little person in a suit. Even though I think in this may chop you. I think <laughs> it is out to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to eat your soul. Going to eat your soul like so many tripas. <laughs> Suck your soul like the intestines of a beast. El Cocuy roams in Amarillo. <laughs> that is why I have the vapor rub on the bottom of my feet <laughs> and a chicken foot in my pocket. Keeps away El Cocuy. <laughs> the rooster foot. Keeps away El Kukui. He's allergic to Vicks vapor rub. <laughs> hey, man, Vicks fixes everything, even right. keeps El Kukui away. <laughs> All right. Uh, to <laughs> <laughs> garlic for vampires. It is. Vapor rub, man, keeps El Kukui away. <laughs> That's why I slather myself in the vapor rub yeah. every night before I go to sleep. You know why? So El Kukui does not eat my soul. El Kukui wants to eat my soul, but the vapor rub keeps him away and protects my soul because he cannot get to the slick. <laughs> oh, God. I really get paid to do this, don't I? Huh. Two one zero. <laughs> so stay out of Amarillo unless you want El Kukui to munch on your soul. Like so many tortilla chips, huh? With the ghost pepper salsa. His blood is hotter than ghost pepper salsa as he eats your soul. <laughs> Beware the El Kukui. Alright. <laughs> I've been in South Texas a long time now, haven't I? 210-599-5555. But it was your many decades on Mars before that. <laughs> No, I have lived with my wife for so long, even white people make me uncomfortable at this point. <laughs> and I am a white person. But still, the El Kukui will eat my honky soul! Doc Morgan with the news. News Talk 550 KTSA. Yeah, man. New Stock 550 KTSA. We're back. I'm Sean. Hi. How are you? It's uh, 1039. And uh, I'll be back uh, for Jack Riccardi at 4. So you get a double shot of me. A double shot of my ridiculous behavior. And uh, we'll go to the phones here in a, in a moment. Um, 
Yeah, that new Jurassic Park movie is is really getting crapped on by the critics, man. And I, you know, I like it's what is it, Jurassic Dominion, or it's it's somehow it's it's the dinosaurs have taken over the whole freaking earth. Okay, so the whole freaking earth. And uh, let's see the uh, the critics are saying the dinosaurs that aren't in it enough. They they've brought back pretty much every main character from every Jurassic Park movie, right? They got Sam Neill. They got um, oh Laura Dern. They got uh, uh, Jeff Jeff uh, Gold Goldblum is going to be in. And then they got Chris Pratt and the people from the new movies. And and I you know here's what I I was actually kind of looking forward to seeing it because I'm. I'm not a huge Jurassic Park franchise fan, you know. I mean, I I love the first one. When I saw the first one, okay, because remember, remember how in the late 90s and the 80s, Steven Spielberg got kind of wussified, you know what I mean? Like, this is a guy that gave us Jaws, for crying out loud, all right? And he's doing the Goonies. The freaking Goonies, which was one of the dumbest pieces of crap I've ever seen in my life. If you like the Goonies... You're not cool, okay? That was just, what a dumbass movie that was. And then he's making Peter Pan movies. You know, that's just like, oh, God. What happened to the dude that got it, that made us Jaws, you know? And then freaking Jurassic Park comes out, and you see that T-Rex, you know, coming at you. That first guy gets bitten in half, and it's like, yeah, that's Steven Spielberg, baby. <laughs> Because if you think back, really, Raiders of the Lost Ark, the first one was extremely violent. It was very bloody. The very first one. Uh, and so when, when, I, when I saw the first Jurassic Park at the theater, I was like, man, that was badass. Good flick. You know, very good flick. Very edgy. You know, violent. Not that I'm into violent stuff anymore, really, as far as watching. To... So, you know, then the sequels started coming out. And I was just like, eh, whatever. Meh. <laughs> they never really got I don't think any of the sequels ever really got back to that first one you know what I mean or, or rose to the level the, the first sequel was depressing as hell when they brought Jeff Goldblum back and then I think in the third one they brought Sam Neill back that was the one Don was talking about earlier with William H. Macy that was kind of a, that was a, not a bad flick and I, I don't know how many they've made. You know, it's, it, this franchise has been around for 30 years. And uh, this is supposed to be the last one. And my prediction, because I was really looking forward to seeing it, but because I like all those actors, but my prediction, you know, you know what I think they probably did? is it's, it's got way too many characters, man. It's got way too many people in the damn movie. They brought back every major character from every Jurassic Park flick. Mm-hmm. And you got to have stories for all of those characters, right? So I, that's kind of and one of the reviews I read. That's kind of what they said is it's got too many freaking yeah. people in it, you know, <laughs> a little overcrowding going on there. Plus, Jeff Goldblum, Goldblum talks so slowly that it takes you know about forty minutes to get through a scene with him. But do you find when they, when they have a movie or, or a series of movies kind of like this one, and and it seems it gets to the point where they they take every cliche from the past movies that worked right. and cram them in. They just recycle them, yeah, and cram they, them into one one movie. Yeah, you know, I, I get do. the impression that that's what this one's all about. I, I think you're right. I think that's yeah. exactly what it is. You know, you know I, I, I may still see it at some point, but 
I don't know if I we were talking about we they were going to go do a double feature at one of the local theaters where they show the first one right and then right after they show the, the last one this one right and we thought that'd be kind of cool to do yeah but not if it sucks <laughs> well I mean you have to make up your own mind really right well you know, I, mean, you I take, may like it I don't yeah know. you never know I mean some yeah. movies that I've seen have you know that have been bashed by critics I actually walked out actually liking that you yeah know? It's, that happens sometimes if it well, strikes a chord with you you know everybody's different my favorite movie is well, two, my two favorite movies are Buckaroo Banzai mm-hmm. and Blade Runner both movies were panned and hated when they first came yeah, out. Didn't make any money. Nope. I got to uh, bring up somebody on the phone here. Uh, let's uh, talk to uh, Laurie Graff. And uh, uh, from, uh, what was it, May- South, South Texas Maze. And, Laurie, yeah. you guys are doing a benefit for Uvalde, right? We are doing a benefit. This Sunday, June 12th, we actually have two sets of Texas artists, we've got a lunch set, which is an acoustical show with all kinds of up-and-coming Texas artists. And then our evening set, we have four bands. We have the Dale Phillips Band, Bree Bagwell, and to top the night off, Ken Foe will be playing at the Grass 70 Ranch in Hondo. It's where the South Texas Maze is located. So we're hoping folks can come out and help us support this event that will benefit the Texan Fund for the Rob elementary right. memorial i think that's wonderful and uh you know I, I i those are a lot of great bands first and foremost and yeah, uh a lot so, of great bands and a lot of great single artists uh, that are going to be doing a song swap on our stage for the lunch set and all the infos on our website okay you can either go to southtexasmaze.com or graph70ranch.com we're also doing it in conjunction with uvalderadio.net right so it's on their website as well. Wow. Well, very cool. Well, we appreciate your efforts, and uh, it sounds like it's going to be a fun day, and you're probably, I'm, I'm sure you're going to raise a lot of money for those folks because they, they certainly need it. We hope so, Sean, and thanks so much for giving us some time this morning to share this news with the folks out there. No problem. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Well, make sure you go out to Hondo for that. That uh, sounds like it's going to be a good day with a lot of great music. Uh, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. We're going to take a little break, and then we'll come back and uh, do some more calls. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back, uh, News Talk 550 KTSA. We just talked to Laurie Graff from... uh, uh, the South Texas Maze and the Graff Ranch there, and I was talking about Uvalde Strong. And I've already been promoting this. I just realized because my buddy Chuck Weimer's playing there. Because uh, he said there's two different... They're raising money for um, the uh, Rob Elementary Memorial Fund. And it's an all-day event, Sunday, June 12th, in Hondo. And, uh, yeah, my buddy uh, Chuck Weimer's playing there. My buddy Randy plays bass for him. But I think it's uh, he's part of the acoustic set during the day. So if you want to go out there, you, yeah, see my buddy Chuck Weimer playing. Because he's real good. He's real good. And you can get more information at uh, graph7aranch.com. Uh, 210-599-50. In fact, I just shared the, the flyer on my, on my uh, Facebook page. And my Facebook page is public. So if you want to check it out, you can just look for it there. Uh, 210-599-5555. We spent a lot of time talking about Uvalde today. 
and some other stuff. We tried to have some yucks along the way and, and crack, uh, you know, have a few uh, crack ups along the way. God, aren't you glad you're not Britney Spears? Chris, aren't you glad you're not Britney Spears? Don Morgan, aren't you glad you're not Britney Spears? Aren't we all glad we're just not her, you know? Why? Our life is just so, it's so well, she's a, new, and, she's a newlywed. She just got married yesterday. Yeah, but her ex-husband tried to crash the wedding for some bizarre reason. Yeah, but you know, we all have that one ex. Jason Alexander, that yes, one ex. That's going to try some stuff like that. He even said, I'm trying to crash the wedding. Yeah. Well, fortunately, he said he was invited. Well, which he wasn't. Yeah, and then he said he was just there to crash it. Is she still taking naked pictures of herself? <laughs> she was tweeting on or Instagramming, you know, naked pictures for for like a week, and people were like, "Britney, stop!" Yeah, it was like a, every day. Just stop, some Britney. New, some new state of undress from Britney. I wonder how the new husband feels about that. You know what I mean? I think that was the search for the new husband. Yeah, probably. Oh, well, you know, somebody, <laughs> somebody, had, somebody yeah. had to be taking the photographs. Maybe it was him. Taking the pictures. Yeah, but I'm not going to take naked pictures of my wife and post them on Facebook, you know? Yeah, but it wasn't his wife. It was his fiance. Oh, well, that's okay. Yeah. It's all good till you're married, then you can't do that anymore. (laughs) That's distasteful at that point. (laughs) When when you're married, then it's wrong. Yeah. At least she's wearing a ring. Long as she... (laughs) Oh, God. Long as she's a fiance, she can still sign that, uh, you know, that release form for you. Right, yeah. I, I don't know. I just think, well, you know, huh. sometimes I I see what's going on with her, and I and it's almost like one of those kids that that kid you knew that was, you know, very kept away from everything growing up. You know, right. parents were overly protective. Then they go to college, and all hell breaks loose. <laughs> and then it, right? then they turn into Caligula. Yeah, and so know? I think the same thing is happening with her. Where her, I mean, I mean, she's this free. is awful because she's a forty year old woman, right? But her whole life was just very kept under wraps, right. and her dad was calling all the shots and wouldn't let her do anything. And then she got this conservatorship thing over with, and and there you go. Well, now there's just what? there's just this apathy there because anytime she made a mistake, it's like, oops, I did it again. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> oops, I did it again, y'all. She was really hot in that video, actually, a thousand years ago. Right. She needs to keep her damn clothes on now, though. I'm just being honest, man. She needs to keep the clothes on now. Well, it's probably what, I don't know who her husband is now, but she probably told him, hold the camera or sign, I signed the prenup. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like tortured. Can we stop taking naked pictures of you, please? You can hold the camera. You're my freaking find, wife. I'll find someone else to do it. Daddy. <laughs> Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? He'd probably do it, too, if he makes some money off it. Yeah. He seems like the type. Okay, uh, sweetie pie. Okay, baby doll, but it's going to cost you $10,000. But Daddy will take naked pictures of you if that's, just, if that's what Baby wants. But you got to buy me a new car. you got to buy me a new car, even though Baby's nuts. She's crazy. Anyway. Yeah, well, maybe things will change. So, anyway. so <laughs> I hope that they're happy. I hope her and her new husband are very, very happy and they live a normal, sane life. That would be great. Without Brittany taking pictures of herself with sand up her butt. All right. Um, hey, don't knock it till you try it. I'm just saying. Ooh, gritty. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> I'm so tired. You're tired. You have another show to do. I got one more show to do, baby. Yeah, I'll be back for Mr. Riccardi at 4. Uh, talking. We'll, well, we'll talk more about Uvalde and things we've learned, and we'll talk about how many people didn't watch that crap on the, about January 6th last night. 
Talk about uh, El Cucuy and Amarillo. Stay out of Amarillo. El Cucuy is there. He'll eat your soul. He wants to eat your soul when you go to the zoo. Anyway, so that that's coming up uh, a little later on at 4. Between then and now, I'm going to take a little a little nappy wappy wappy, a little nappy wappy wappy, and then I'll make sure I put on some fresh deodorant before I get back, out of respect for my colleagues. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go home and pass out. <laughs> that's the plan. Thank you, Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye. Bye.